The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Eric Kruger is joining us with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. And before we even dive into the craziness of today's numbers, a little bit of action when it came to the rain and good deal for some producers all across the Midwest as we've been seeing these showers kind of hit and miss for some, but some definitely getting some much needed moisture. And I'm sure the markets will eventually glob onto that. Yeah, and it was it was quite a roller coaster today, and you know there's a lot of, of political talk, and then we've got weather, and of course ratings yesterday um, really um, as good as they've they've been record crop conditions. So it's just been a lot of pressure on this market. Well, you know, you talk about that report yesterday from the USDA, and everybody was kind of thinking, oh, we'll probably see a percentage drop or two in the corn, and it went the opposite; it jumped a percentage point. Yeah, and I th- I think that's just you know w- w- you know a lot of people look locally, but it's really across the belt. We've had good moisture, and we've had a lot of heat, but you know moisture and heat seems to help this crop, like we know. And you know going forward, it looks like there's going to be some more heat in the forecast, but there's also a lot of moisture, so something's going to have to give there. But um, you know those forecasts always change, so we'll see what happens. We'll definitely take the continued increase in that good to excellent category. What about for the soybeans? I mean, widespread rains get definitely a boosting for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, it, you know, right now our crops are as, as good as could be expected and really as good as, you know, anybody can really remember to start. Well, let's look beyond the uh, the talk of the weather. And unfortunately, it's kind of the big elephant in the room. What the heck happened with these soybeans? I mean, we they're better than what they were earlier in the day today, but they still did not turn out in, in the most positive yeah, you know, if you, if you want to, you know, we can try and be positive about it, and we can, and you look really from May 29th when we went up there and got to that 1060 and a half area, and we sold off almost $2, $1.96 to the day's low, but then, you know, mid-morning, mid-session, we kind of turned this around, and we we closed 46 and a half cents off the low, so it's pretty crazy to sit back and still be down, you know, 20 and say that, but it's it was a big swing. A lot of factors, Eric, that we could kind of blame this swing that we saw in the trade. Yeah, I think it's a it's a full trade reaction to you know the imposed tariffs and what we're looking at um, from the announcement overnight. And I think you saw the market react and and know that there's going to be some some issues there continued and nothing's come to fruition on that. But if if we do. Uh, see some retaliation from China. I think the market's pricing that in along with what looks to be, um, like we said, record crop conditions coming out that, that look really good. And it all adds up to uh, um, some negativity. I thought it was interesting today. The White House had a press briefing on this whole trade issue with China. And to hear them talk ag, which is something we don't usually hear coming out of the White House. And somebody brought up a $624 million loss in tariffs so far just for the soybean growers. That's a lot of money to be taken away from our, our producers. Yeah, that is a lot of money. And, you know, hopefully we can get something sorted out there. And hopefully uh, these, these don't come into effect here on July 6th. At what point does the trade start looking elsewhere since this tariff story just continues to be regurgitated week by week? You know, I think, you know, it's the time of year where usually weather's at the forefront. And so far, that weather has been has been negative. Um, it's it's really positive to, to the bushel and to our production, but it's really been negative to the price. And you, you throw these negative tariff news on there and hopefully 
um, at some point, you know, today, who knows, but it could have been kind of a low put in place here. Anytime we get that big of a bump off of that strong of a, a negative day for a while this morning, it looked like beans were going to be limit down and they came pretty close and, and, and really had some buying support come in. So hopefully, um, we can kind of see this trade maybe at least move sideways. And I think what we saw is, you know, our managed money is probably neutral now, if not a little short. And if, if anything, I think that'll kind of keep us in this range here in this, you know, this low $9 area, at least um, until we get a little further along towards pollination and, and towards, you know, the middle of the growing season. You know, Eric, even though we're looking at some another negative trade day today for soybeans, are we competitive when it comes to prices when we look globally at this point? Yeah, yeah, I think we are. And, and the, the tough part, and, and we kind of forget about it and, and put it on the back burner, but we saw, we almost saw the dollar trade up to 95 today, just short of that. And the dollar's been strong. And we've, if we could see that uh, kind of turn a little bit, that would help, of course. But I think it really comes to is, you know, we're reacting to negative trade news. Um, you get over on the corn side of things and look, and we've actually had some really uh, solid demand. We had a really, really good ex- inspection number this week and continue to see strong demand there so um you know there's there's good and bad in that but hopefully um like i said hopefully we'll see some continued buying come back in and we can get some of this uh political stuff figured out definitely because it's it's kind of the the dark cloud that's hanging over the way these markets are trading it, it really is and hopefully like i said you know it's, uh, whether it's political or whether it's uh maybe some heat or or something setting in here in july but hopefully we can get these markets turned back up a little bit so as we look at the the happenings on, on the corn, a, a trade of, was positive for the part. Is low in place for the corn? I would say for right now, it's it's pretty solid to say that 360 is going to be there for a while. Um, you know, we're coming into what is our most volatile time of the year. Uh, we're really, you know, three weeks from the heart probably of pollination this year. And um, with the forecast looking like there's going to be heat, there's also looking like there's going to be ample supplies of moisture. So, so hopefully something will give there. But, you know, I, I could see the trade, you know, we're, you know, 15 plus cents off the low today on the close. And see the trade maybe price some premium back into this coming into pollination, hopefully. I say well, now we're into that key point of getting this crop really made. Yeah, and either way you slice it, when you look at corn and you look at um, what our stocks to use are going to look like in the world, even if we do raise a pretty good crop, we're still going to see a significant drop. And I think the market knows that, and at some point the market's going to have to price that a little bit. You talk about the market, are we the cheapest option right now on the world when it comes to corn? Um, I, we got to be close. I would say we are, um, especially uh, with, with where basis is at. So, um, you know, I think we've seen farmer selling shut off here recently. You know, the guys, I think got, a lot of guys got some sales made, of course, uh, when we were probably, you know, 40, 50 cents higher than where we are right now in the front month. So hopefully, um, if you didn't, um, we can see another move back up. But I think right now our demand's strong. That's good. Um, even with the dollar being up, uh, corn demand's strong. So. Stick around, folks. We've got more of the Fontanelle Final Bell coming up after this on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontanelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. As Eric Kruger joins us with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. And during the break, you brought up an interesting point. As you look at the numbers, we know that guys had been making sales, you know, in, in the month of May as we headed into June. But then you brought up an interesting point, Eric, that these prices aren't as bad if you look back to a year ago. Yeah, you know, last year we traded all the way down here into the low 370s uh, by the, you know, the end of uh, like the 23rd of June, I believe. And 
by the you know the middle of July we had rallied all the way back up to 417. Not saying that's going to happen again, but um, you know it does give you a chance to look back and go, okay, there's light there. We we could put some weather premium back into this market. Demand's been strong, so you know I, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, what we really need is just this market to to find a little strength here, and and hopefully we'll see that. As we look at the, the wheat market, we didn't talk much about that. There's some spillover pressure coming from the row crops, and guys I've talked to in Kansas have said it is a definite struggle this year for them, worse than in years past. Yeah, and it's it's a little different basis situation down there than what we had last year. Where it was such a negative number, and now we're hearing a lot of positive numbers out there. But, uh, you know, we're, we're getting to the heart of harvest, and the weather forecast is going to play a little bit of, over the near term here um, with harvest down there and, and what that's going to do with that crop. But then we're looking at some heavy rains. But um, we've really seen some pressure. Um, wheat, like the other crops, closed off its lows pretty solid. But um, we're kind of holding this, you know, July Kansas City 475 area trade right a little below it, but closing up above 480. Um, I think with harvest pressure, you could still see a little further break, but, you know, hopefully not too much. Switch gears, Eric. Let's look at this cattle market. It It's had its struggles, but to close to some triple-digit gains, a great way to trade on a Tuesday. Yeah, really, you know, what what a swing, too. You know, you look on grains, we had the amazing swings, and today, cattle, we had a $3 range really across the board. Um, we broke lower to start the day, and then, you know, we had August cattle trade, uh, you know, over $3 off the low and, and close up there. So um, that was pretty positive, and I think what we're seeing um, really is some, you know, steady cash from last week. We had a really late trade on Friday last week in the cash market, but it was it, – it was, slightly positive and you're seeing the market kind of talking about cattle on feed this week um, expecting a little slower placements maybe maybe a little lower cattle on feed number and i think you're seeing that that positively priced into this but you know for so often we always seem to get surprises on this cattle on feed report do you expect the june report to be on the quieter side I do. I, I think so. I think we've seen these numbers so strong that um, I feel like we've kind of got this market dialed in a little more. And, and what, we're, what we're seeing, again, is continued really, really strong packer margins. And that's going to keep the demand there uh, for cattle right now. And that's what we need to do is keep chewing through the numbers. And, um, you know, it's it's nice to see this futures market react up. Um, there's still, of course, a nice discount. Um, for August futures compared to cash, but um, hopefully the market will continue to be uh, supported. Well, speaking of cash, is it going to pick up early in the week, or are we going to wait till Friday after that cattle on feed report? You know, it seems like every time we have a cattle on feed come out, if we don't trade early in the week, the closer we get to it, the more we just kind of wait until after it. So it'll be interesting to see, but I, I know there's there's active buying out there. I know they, they want to get some cattle bought, of course, so, so it'll be interesting to see. Well, speaking of buying, is it backing away a little bit on the hogs today? Yeah, yeah, and I think you know there's uh, of of the two proteins there, cattle and hogs. You know, hogs are going to be affected a lot more with some of this tariff stuff, especially between China and Mexico. So um, we're starting to see the, the, we could see the potential for exports really slow in there. Um, we've seen the cash kind of maybe look like it could be starting to move a little lower. Um, and what it's going to do is force a lot more products uh, on the U.S. consumer and. Um, it's just uh, it's not as positive on the hog side. Any uh, thoughts as we as we head into the rest of this week, as we deal with the tariffs, we deal with all the other outside market influences, both grain and livestock producers should really keep an eye out for. 
Yeah, I, th- I think what we're seeing on drains, you know, um, in, in try and be patient. I think we've lived through, of course, today on the huge sell-off. Um, to see it come back, we may have lived through kind of the run on the corn and bean market uh, of the big sell-off here. And, um, you know, try and be patient. Try and look for opportunities if we haven't taken advantage of them already as a producer. But um, have those numbers in mind because, um, as we've seen, this market can move really quickly. So, For the livestock, anything else that we need uh, to really watch? Yeah, I, th- I think if if you s- see some hedging opportunities, um, we can if we can push uh, some of these deferred cattle up a little higher. There's some profit to be had, um, so uh, especially on some of the calf market stuff, and then even over into the deferred live cattle. And a good excuse with with rains coming in to, to take that time and maybe pick up the phone and call somebody like you, Eric or, or Troy, there at uh, and find out what they should be doing, how they should be looking at these markets. Yeah, you can also always give us a call, of course, the number is 308-234-6805, um, or you can go online uh, to mysmartyield.com and check us out and get our information there. And it's just that easy. Pick up the phone and get the conversation started if you haven't done so by now. We'll stick around. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell for you on this Tuesday afternoon. You can, of course, find this as a podcast later on the day, downloaded as well through the the podcast on your digital devices and your smartphones as well. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all your local Fontenelle dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.